Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we chronologically are going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for July 12th is Amos, chapters 6 through 9. Amos, one of the minor prophets, minor only because he wrote less than the major prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah. In chapter 6, is appealing to the people with the heart of God, the word of God, appealing to the people, trying to reason with them to help them understand that they needed to make a change. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion. At ease could also be translated quiet, secure, careless without a care. Woe to those who are at ease and to those who feel secure in Samaria, confident, trusting in their position. How many religious people today feel at ease in their position? How many religious people today, Christian people, church-going people, Bible-reading people, praying people, how many people today feel secure, confident in their position with God? What do you say to someone who will not acknowledge any guilt or responsibility who continually points the finger oh well sure we're all sinful but I'm better than most even if we don't say it out loud don't we all think that isn't that a critical issue with the human condition we all think we're better than the person beside of us, across from us, in front of us, behind us. We judge other people and we all have planks in our own eyes as we try to remove the splinter from our brother's and sister's eyes. Woe to us, God is saying, Whoa. It's like the picture. Remember the movie Titanic? The ship is beginning to sink and very few people realize the ship is going down. It's the unsinkable Titanic. Kids are playing soccer with a piece of the iceberg that broke off and landed on the ship deck they don't realize they're just hours away from perishing what do you say to the people who cannot comprehend that this word of judgment coming straight from the heart of God is for them God says, I hate or loathe Jacob's pride. 
And the fact is today, 2780 or so years later, we cannot afford to read these words and not intently reflect on our own character, who we are when nobody's watching, our own actions, what we do behind closed doors or within the confines of our cars, offices, homes, our actions, our thoughts, our intentions. Are our intentions pure? Do we want to see God gain in notoriety, in recognition, in love? Do we want to see other people better off? Or are we only motivated by our own gain? Chapter 7, we begin a series of visions that God gives to Amos. God showed him a vision of a swarm of locusts. And Amos says, Lord Yahweh, please forgive. How will Jacob survive since he's so small? And it shows us that despite delivering these harsh words of judgment, of correction, of rebuke, Amos has a heart that is like God's heart pleading with the people, please. He's pleading with God to not carry out the judgment. And he's pleading with the people to repent. He is a priest of the truest sort. An intermediary between God and man. The second vision God showed him was judgment by fire consuming the great deep and devouring the land. And Amos says, Lord Yahweh, please stop. How will Jacob survive since he's so small? Yahweh relented concerning this. This won't happen either, said God. The third vision was a plumb line. Plumb line symbolically representing what is the true way, what is true and right and upright. And it showed that Israel's character was not even remotely upright. And then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, which Amaziah, the priest, Amaziah name meaning Yahweh is mighty. His name declared that God is mighty. And of course, Bethel or Bethel, we know means house of God. So this man named after the mightiness of God, coming from the house of God, a priest, an intermediary, sent word to the king of Israel saying, Amos is conspiring against you. It shows us how the religious establishment is the first in persecuting those who carry a message straight from the heart of God. Religion hates the freedom that comes from relationship with God. And he incites Amaziah to go to Amos and says, Go away, you seer. 
or prophet, you one who sees. We don't want you here. We don't like your message. That place of judgment of religious intolerance against the true heart of God's message brings about a curse on himself because you've done this because you hate the truth and because you don't speak the truth to the people your wife will be a prostitute in the city your sons and daughters will fall by the sword your land will be divided up with a measuring line you yourself will die on pagan soil or unclean soil like probably in a distant land and Israel will certainly go into exile from its homeland it's the first prophecy probably during the lifetime or getting close to that period of when the exile to Babylon took place but with God there's always a ray of hope there's much more judgment over the next couple of chapters. And then there's a note. The chapter of chapter 9 ends with a ray of hope. I will restore the fallen shelter of David. I will repair its gaps, God says. Restore its ruins and rebuild it as in the days of old so that they may possess the remnant that bear my name. The days are coming. This is Yahweh's declaration. Where the mountains will drip with sweet wine and all the hills will flow with it. God is always going to maintain for himself a remnant. May we be that remnant, friends, as we seek him diligently with humility and hunger. May God bless you. See you tomorrow.